Welcome to Golf and the Good Life, your guide to golf travel across the pond. I'm DJ Jones, joined by my friend and colleague, Connor Evers. Connor, it has been a minute. Uh, you and I were on a little break, even though our episodes kept rolling out as scheduled. Uh, we've had a little break between the two of us. Would love to hear what is new on your end of things. DJ, it's great to chat with you too and looking forward to today's episode. But yeah, everything's been great. A lot of the, the marquee courses that we have talked about have either opened up and a lot of their books are already full for next year for 2024 or some of those other marquee courses that are currently opening or have opened. So things are going well for next year for 2024. And when this episode comes out, it's going to be really June. I cannot believe that already. Uh, first groups were leaving uh, the first part of April. So <laughs> a few months already into the, the travel season for 2023. It probably doesn't feel like that, but but we are, but everything's been been great. Groups are enjoying themselves. And as we've talked about, weather's been pretty decent, but you would know better, DJ. You were just across the pond a couple of weeks ago. Um, but if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your experience and where you were all at. Yeah, so uh, my parents and I, uh, we took a trip to Dublin, Edinburgh, and capped it off in St. Andrews. Just obviously an awesome trip all around. It was something we had only been talking about for a decade and uh, finally made it happen. Got to take them to some of my favorite places around all three of those cities, but more importantly, got to cap the experience with uh, with my dad at the old course, which, you know, as golfers, we we always talk about crossing the Swilkin Bridge with, with dad. And in this case, mom and dad, uh, mom walked along with us. And, um, you know, to say that it was a special experience would, uh, you know, would be the understatement of all understatements. But, uh, you know, like you said, weather was great. Uh, you know, I had just a little bit of rain in Dublin, but none uh, everywhere else, uh, and especially on the day at the old course, which came in handy. But uh, it's St. Andrews in the summer. You know, it's, it's hard to beat uh, no matter who you're with. But in this case, extra special. But, you know, one thing I did want to say, if if you are headed to St. Andrews this year and we've, you know, you and I have talked about this before on the podcast if your plan is to get in the singles queue to try to play the old course, may the force be with you. Because when, when my dad and I rolled up at 10 after six that morning, uh, I bet there were 75 people in line or not in line, but inside the the old pavilion who had been in line. And uh, I, I stopped a lady who was, she was walking away carrying pillows and a duvet. And, you know, I asked her how they did. And she said, well, we, we got in line last night while the soccer game was still on, which I did the math on that, and that was like nine nine thirty, and they were second in line, and he got a tee time. I think she said he was playing around three o'clock that day. Long story short is, if you're doing the singles queue, whatever time you're planning to get there, you better subtract about four hours from it if you if, if you want to have <laughs> any kind of shot. But you know, today, you know, we could talk about St Andrews all day, but that's not why we're here today. We are here to talk about Southwest Ireland. The Southwest is, you know, for the longest time, it has been when someone said they're playing golf in Ireland, that's more or less what they meant. Uh, you know, Northern Ireland hadn't quite hit the radar for many Americans, you know, years ago. And so, you know, the concentration of Lynx courses down in the Southwest meant that if you were playing in Ireland, you were coming here. Um, and so for that reason, you know, it is still one of the marquee destinations overseas. We are going to break it into um, two episodes. And the reason being is there is so much great golf in this region. I mean, there are several top 100 courses, 
if you take all of those plus the courses that you probably should play while you're in the area, you can easily get up to eight or 10 courses with, without breaking a sweat. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to start, if you're looking at the map, we are going to work our way from north to south. So Connor, why don't you lead us off with a visit to Doombeg? Yes, absolutely, DJ. I appreciate the intro there. And to your point, yes, the golf is fantastic in this region. Um, we're going to start with uh, Doombeg. So the golf course is actually called Trump International Golf Links in Ireland. Um, and the golf course was originally designed by Greg Norman. And unfortunately, there was some extensive damage um, from a storm. And, um, and the course changed a little bit and it changed ownership as well. Um, and it was redesigned by Martin Hawtrey. So um, a couple different designers to the golf course, but golf course is great. So um, as we talking about for Lynch and Adair, um, I, I lived in this region for about six months and Doombeg was actually the first Lynx golf course experience that I've ever had. So it, it does have a little bit of a special place in my heart um, just because first time I've experienced it, but I did go out there and play with um, one of my coworkers, Ronan. So shout out to him, but, um, but Ronan and I went out and played and it was a great, great afternoon. We played, there was barely anyone on the golf course. Um, the course is great. I mean, it's more of a modern Lynx golf course, so it's not going to have that, you know, old historical basis like you'll have like LaHinch, which DJ is going to talk about next. It's one where I would recommend either playing, you know, what, what, on a rival day golf or something of the sorts of one of your first rounds of golf. It just kind of gets you into that feel um, of, of Lynx golf. Um, relatively pretty flat. I mean, there's a couple dunes everywhere around the greens, obviously, especially in this area, but, you know, relatively speaking, especially comparatively to, to LaHinch, a little bit flatter. Um, the par threes are great. And specifically hole number 14, I think is my favorite golf hole on that course. Um, you, you, it's a, it's a traditional nine out and nine coming back to the clubhouse and the 14th, it kind of cuts back into beach in a sense and you've got a really great picture of the the clubhouse and lodges and different accommodations at Doombag, which we'll talk about in a little bit but 14th is great it's like i would call it somewhere between 140 and 160 yards i think i had eight eight iron there and it's it's downhill um you just got a great you know pretty much picturesque view to your right of, of the ocean again back to the clubhouse so 18 is i'll be honest it's one of my favorite finishing holes in all of ireland i mean the, the clubhouse is just to your left um, there's some, some areas if, if you're eating dinner up upstairs, you can actually look down and see the 18th hole as well as the first tee, but, um, specifically the, the, the first hole there. And, and also the first hole, the first hole is great. Uh, it's par five, pretty much straight out and it's, it's a birdie hole. Um, it's, it's, which is, which is great. So it starts you off pretty easy, but, and I think the biggest asset other than the golf course at Doombag is, is the lodging options. Um, a lot of our groups will come to us and there may be, maybe this is the first time across the pond for a trip and they say, Hey, you know, we're a group of eight or a group of four, and we really want, um, you know, some kind of self-catering, uh, you know, lodge or just something where we can be a little bit more communal. And to be honest, it's not as common across the pond as it is here. So if you're used to abandoned dunes and Kohler, I mean, you're going to have some of those offerings, which is nice because you can build camaraderie. But again, it's not as common across the pond. And the nice big benefit of Doombeg is that is more common there. 
as they do have some of the options where they have you know, a kitchen and a living room and just kind of a place to, to hang out after you're around a golf or when you're arriving or what have you. So there are some great options there. And they again, they do have the amenities of, of like a hotel of a spa and you know two great dining options there too. So um, Dubag has a lot to offer. And um, I think, again, the biggest asset other than the golf course is definitely the lodging. And so anything to add there, DJ? <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's a great spot for, say, a group of eight or a group of four or whatever that's traveling together. If you want to really enjoy the camaraderie and, and, you know, and make the most of it together, one of those lodges is a fantastic option. And like you said, it's kind of a best of both worlds thing because you've got living room and, you know, everything that comes with having, say, a self-catering type option, but yet you've also got the amenities of the lodge itself. And so it's it's a great combo. And it's funny you mentioned the 14th because for as great as the 14th hole is now, you know, the old par 3 14th was only like 100 yards and it played to a green that was on this shelf on the side of a dune, practically falling into the ocean. And unfortunately, it eventually did fall into the ocean when a storm came through. So we now have this version, which is awesome. Uh, but the old little short par three, if you pull up some old photos around, the Google, around Google, you'll see it was a one-of-a-kind hole. But moving to La Hinch, and I'm sorry in advance if I kind of go on for a minute here, because look, La Hinch, it's probably my favorite golf course in Ireland, uh, one of my favorite in the world. Um, and I think that I'm not alone uh, in that view. Top 50 in the world, I think it's number 36 right now uh, from Golf Magazine. But basically every publication out there has them in the in the top 50. Club dates back to 1892. Old Tom Morris uh, redesigned the first course that was there and took it more into the dunes. And then in the 1920s, the club invited Alistair McKenzie to come and further uh, upgrade and redesign the links. I don't know of many courses that have that kind of, of pedigree uh, behind it, but, you know, Dr. McKenzie, when he finished, said that, quote, Lahench will make the finest and most popular golf course that I or I believe anyone else ever constructed. And those are some strong words from the guy that gave us Augusta National and Cypress Point. But when it comes to Lahench, you know, it is Lynx golf at its finest. Uh, two holes in particular always stand out. Uh, the fourth is known as Klondike. It's a pretty short par five. Um, I think it's only like 475 or so, but the the fairway kind of runs through a tunnel of dunes. So, you know, even if you're a little offline on the drive, it does tend to kind of funnel back down. But really, it's all about the second shot here. There's a giant dune right smack in the middle of the fairway, you know, and all that you have to to guide the way is a little a little stone that they put put on top of the rock, and that's your aim point. And you just hit it and hope for the best. And uh, you know, you don't find holes like this very often, but at Lahinch, you find it in back-to-back places because up ahead on the fifth, the Dell, as it's known, uh, is about 150-yard par three. The green is settled into a group of like three or four dunes. Only about one little sliver of the green is visible. So it's basically entirely blind. And again, you just hit it up and over a stone and, you know, run up ahead and, and see where it turned out. But just an outstanding, you know, Lynx golf experience. Um, the other thing that Lahench is known for are its famous weathermen. And what I mean by weathermen are the goats that run roam the course. If you've been to Lahench, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, all you have to do is look at their logo to see what the goats mean to the course. 
the old saying goes that if you show up and the goats are near the club the clubhouse, you better pack your brain gear because it's it's going to rain. Um, but if they are out on the links, you're probably in good shape. And from from my experience and from everything I have heard through the years, uh, those goats are are more accurate than anyone else in the weather forecasting <laughs> business. <laughs> but uh, Lahinch, you know, for a very good reason, is at the top of pretty much everyone's list who comes to Southwest Ireland. And so it just so happens uh, they are about to open their tea sheet for 2024 as we are recording this and the episode will come out first week of June. The tea sheet has probably just opened. And uh, if you are headed to the Southwest, now is the time. For sure. I, I also love La Hinch and it's one of my favorite golf courses as over across the pond and even just, just, in, just in Ireland in general. But yeah, the, uh, the Klondike and Dell holes are great. Quick story to Kl- Klondike, uh, we're playing it and the, the goats were out. So it was, a, it was also a great day. So to your point there, mm-hmm. that is very true. So they were spread out amongst the golf course, but, um, hit my tee shot on the, on Klondike par five straight middle of the fairways, great tee ball. And, uh, we played in the afternoon. It's like three o'clock or so. We teed off, and um, obviously didn't have any caddies. Just myself and one of my my colleagues that we're that we're playing with, and hit it right at that stone, like you were saying, DJ. You once it goes over the stone and goes across the the mounding there, you have no clue, and you're just gonna walk up and pray for the best. But going up, I'm checking around the hole. I'm like, I don't see anything, and someone emerges from. The, the town of La Hinch behind and has my golf ball. And I guess I just must have smoked the, <laughs> the, the hybrid. I guess I didn't have the right yardage. And um, she came back, said, yeah, went another block down. I mean, I must have flushed it right, right over the, the green and onto the town. I mean, it was, it was a block or so past, I mean, <laughs> 50 or so yards past the hole, but um, yeah, it's, it's a fun hole. This is way more disappointing than I was expecting. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was in the hole. No, and, no. And now you're telling me you hit it out of bounds. <laughs> what a letdown. Yeah. So technically I had to go walk back to my, uh, my, my, my second shot originally, but no, I mean, I'm usually like that. I check the hole just to make sure of course, <laughs> as, as anyone would, right? <laughs> Where else would it have been? Yeah. But, uh, but to your point, Lahinch is fantastic. Um, and as DJ said, it's about to open up for 24. So, um, if you haven't, uh, booked your trip yet for 2024 i would get on it if you definitely want lahinch on that itinerary so um next up is adair manor and as as i've stated in the past <laughs> my past place of employment so um i was a uh, doing my last training to become a pj professional there and uh, was there for about six or so months in uh the spring slash summer of 2019 so um very familiar with adair but Dare Manor was originally built in the early 1800s by the Earl of Dunraven, um, and then it was um, then purchased by J.P. McManus in 2015. Uh, Mr. McManus is a great gentleman, um, you know, supports the Limerick and in, in the Southwest area very well and does a lot for uh, charities amongst that area, specifically just Ireland in general. So um, he's, a, he's a great owner of the facility. Um, and essentially, he came in and did a, a whole head to toe renovation to the whole um 
uh, clubhouse, the the whole manor house, the golf course, and kind of the goal of that too was to then get the Ryder Cup. Um, and that goal did become into fruition, um, which before COVID, it was going to be launched in 2026 when the Ryder Cup was, but now it'll be played in 2027. And I mean, the place is spectacular. If you do some Google searches and see some photos, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I mean, another thing too, when they were doing the renovation to the golf course um, with, with Fazio, um, they actually put fiber optic cables underground when they were doing that renovation in prep of the Ryder Cup. So that was their main goal. Um, I mean, it's it's spectacular. Um, and it's, you know, it's a Parkland golf course, so it's not going to be like LaHinch or Doombag like we talked about. Um, so it's going to be a course like you would find in the States. Again, you're not not close to the ocean, but the conditions of the golf course are spectacular um in a lot of different publications it's been noted as the quote-unquote augusta of europe or augusta of ireland and you know it's 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 pretty close to it a lot a lot of people will agree with that um the the manor house there has unbelievable lodging options um there's two great restaurants on property as well so there's there's a lot to do when it comes to that um uh, the golf course is is amazing uh, maybe for golfers, maybe there's a maybe there's a group out there that's listening, and maybe you have some golfers that you know don't want to play all the golf. And this would be a place that I would say you probably should play because um, it's it's not going to beat you up. Um, it's the rough is cut down pretty thin, which is which is nice. And again, it's you're not going to have the the ocean views as you have in some of the other courses in the southwest, such as Old Head and. Waterville and Lahinch, as we talked about, but it's Parkland. It's great. Another great golf course to play again, either on arrival day or one of your first rounds, because it kind of eases you into the rest of your rounds that you'll have there. So they are closed on Mondays, just as some of the private clubs you'll find here in the States, but they are closed for golf on Mondays. So just something to note there, but they're open on the weekends, which is, which is nice as well. Um, and, you know, to note, I know some of our, some of our groups will contact us and say, maybe they're not staying or uh, at a dare, but they want to come in and see the manor house because if you, you know, do some Google searching, it is quite beautiful. But um, without any type of reservation, you will actually not be let um, into the gate. So you do have to have something set up like afternoon tea or dinner in the carriage house, um, lunch, you know, what have you, or golf or lodging, if you will. So um, just make sure you do have some type of reservation because if you do show up there, if you're a self-drive expedition and you show up and just want to come in and check it out an off day, unfortunately, you'll be you'll be turned away. But um, that is kind of a dare manner. It's spectacular. And again, because I've uh, passed coworker there, I do have to give it good praises. So <laughs> yeah, the pressure was definitely on here. It's going to be <laughs> a great Ryder Cup venue. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I when I think about it, I think of, uh, yeah, you would know 15 or 16. It's a short par four. The the river runs up the entire length of the hole and the, and the house is on the other side of the river. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, whole, whole 15. You're, you, you yeah. got it. Yeah. It's great. Great hole. I mean, any course that has a risk reward drivable par four, not that I could drive it, but <laughs> is, is going to be a good thing in my book and, but it's going to be a great venue. And, you know, like you said, there's, there's not a blade of grass out of, out of place anywhere at Adair Manor. And even though it's not a Lynx course, I mean, because of, you know, the sand capping and the sub air systems and, mm -hmm. the, you know, the vent grass that they use, it can very much play like a Lynx course if they get it, you know, where it's maybe a little drier or the wind kicks up. So mm -hmm. we'll make a great venue. But, you know, as Connor mentioned earlier, there is so much stuff off the golf course as well. And this being golf and the good life, of course, we need to spend some time on it. And 
in the northern section of Southwest Ireland, there may not be quite as much, but there are a handful of things that uh, that belong on your list. Of course, we talked about Doombeg and we talked about Adair Manor from a lodging standpoint. Um, Vaughn Lodge is another uh, great choice right in the town of Lahench, just a handful of miles away, the Cliffs of Moore. They're in every brochure that advertises Ireland ever printed, and for very good reason. I mean, absolutely stunning. One that I like to do uh, is the Burren, and this is a, a national park that is kind of just north of the Cliffs of Moore, and the only way I really know to describe it is it's it's kind of like driving through the moon. Um, it is a mountainous, rocky landscape that was kind of left behind by a glacier, and if you leave the town of Lahench and kind of work in a, um, a counterclockwise circle, uh, eventually you'll pass. There's an, a dolmen that dates to like 3000 BC or something. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, but you can wind through this landscape and then eventually it works its way back to the coast and the views out to the sea and with the, with the burn on one side and the, you know, the sea on the other are just they're just absolutely incredible. But then if you've if you've done this counterclockwise circle, you basically end up at the Cliffs of Moore. But uh, Connor, you obviously have a lot more experience in this area than I do off the course. Tell us about some of your favorite spots. Yeah, it, absolutely. And to be honest, when it comes to around the, the Limerick and Adair area, um, you know, the good life is there, but it's not as, I guess, plentiful, if you will, if that's a word, compared to like Killarney, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. And there'll be a lot more uh, talk about the good life offerings there. But there there are some. And I would start off with um, with, with Limerick, and that's going to be kind of your next town over from Adair. It's I give it 20 to 30 minute drive. There are some times some traffic and construction around the area, but you're, you're, you're fairly close. Um, the University of Limerick is in Limerick, um, so a lot of the local students um, that, that go to primary school in this area will then go to university at the University of Limerick or a few other schools, but um, that one is very popular. There's also the, the King John's Castle, um, which is a, a great touring option. So, for example, if you're playing around a golf at a dare in the morning and you want to do something off property in the afternoon, that would be a good offering. And again, it's just about a 20 or 30 minute drive, again, pending, pending traffic. Um, Limerick also has some great pubs and restaurant offerings too. So your driver host or your HB concierge can can help with those offerings too. Um, if you do want to get outside of the the village of Bedare, it's all walking distance. There's actually two gates. I think one is going to be east, and the other one is southeast of um, of uh, kind of I guess the premises of Adair. Um, so you can walk through those gates and then walk actually into the town, um, which is which is nice. It's a bunch of different different pubs. That's going to be kind of your main thing in, in Adair outside of it, to be honest with you. Um, there's Bill Chalk's Pub, um, which I've talked about in the past episodes, kind of the employee watering hole, if you will. So um, another spot would be Pat Collins, um, also one of my favorite pubs in the village of Adair. If you are there, please, please, please order the chicken burger. It is to die for. It's phenomenal. Get you a pint of Guinness as well to wash it down. It's It's great. Um, and then at Paul Collins, sometimes, especially in the summers and uh, fall, spring, what have you, but the decent weather the days, they're actually going to, they'll put some, some patio furniture out uh, in front so you can eat outside if you want or drink your Guinness outside too. 
Um, and the last place is Antilinas. Um, I've only been there once, but uh, Matt Janelle actually did a piece on Golf Channel. I can't remember. He's done multiple different ones, but I think it was specifically for Southwest Ireland. And he was it was at Adair and was playing the golf course and then went into the town of Adair. And that's actually the pub he went to. So great food offerings as well. It's, I would say it's probably one of the bigger pubs. It's going to have a lot more seating. So if you are a bigger party, I would suggest going there. Also great food. I mean, the, you can't go wrong with any of the food offerings of the pubs. It's it's all good because if it's not good, to be honest, they're going to go out of business because everyone else is really good. So um, the the pubs, again, it's about what you can do in, in the town of a, the village of Adair. So. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I missed is if you are in town when a hurling match happens to be going on, let me tell you, I had never heard of hurling. I show up, I'm at Dunebeg, and the general manager says, you know, there's a big hurling uh, rivalry that's taking place this weekend, uh, Claire versus Tipperary. Now, mind you, I don't have, I don't have the first idea of what, what hurling is. So I told him, you know what, I will make an effort to, to watch this match. I'm in La Hinch the next day. I went to the 19th pub. The place is absolutely packed. I mean, spilling out of the door to watch the sport that I have never heard of. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was addicted within minutes. It is like taking baseball and lacrosse and rugby and and American football and like mixing it all together. That's mm -hmm. that's the only way I know to describe it. I'm still not entirely sure I know the rules, but what I do know is it is arguably the most exciting sport that I have ever watched. And it's it's a big deal in this corner of Ireland. And the the players, from what I understand, they're all just regular Joes. You know, mm -hmm. they, they might be a golf pro at Adair Manor, you know, during the week and they play hurling on the weekend. And it's just it's just incredible. So if you happen across a hurling match, either in person or on TV, invest the time. You will not regret it. But uh, we have kind of checked all the boxes on this episode, I think. Uh, anything that uh, that you wanted to add before we go? I would agree. It's just going to get better from here. So Southwest is great. A lot, a lot of great offerings. You know, if a group wants to take a day off or say, hey, what's kind of the weakest course in this area? There really isn't any. It's all really good. And I think that has a lot to do with how why it's so popular. And looking forward to the next one with you, DJ. Absolutely. Well, we will be back again with part two of Southwest Ireland. But in the meantime, if you have any questions or anything, send them our way. You can email us golf at haversham.com or shoot us a DM on any social media channel. But as always, thank you for tuning in. We will be back with you again soon. But until then, we wish you plenty of golf at its finest and life at its best. <laughs>